0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports.
0: Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: My name is Joe DiBiase. I survived the pandemic only to be destroyed by some pollen.
0: And I'm not afraid of pollen because I'm conducting this podcast outside. You are?
1: I am. Just like outdoor Uh, on uh, on the patio in the back?
0: Yep. Pollen doesn't bother me in New York. Uh, North Carolina has, I think... uh, built my resistance up because literally um in the springtime like my car will be covered in green pollen so like pollen's everywhere down there so it's a disaster so if you have bad allergies here
1: then i'd be terrible there is what you're saying well i am terrible there like i oh i see allergy
0: medicine every morning so like i am i assume that
1: yeah if you have allergies
0: yeah you'd have to do the same thing you'd have to load up
1: Yeah, I'm brutal right now, so if if I – hopefully I don't sneeze in the course of this podcast, but luckily this is not live, (laughs) so maybe I will and I'll just edit it out, but we'll see. Um, And if I sound stuffy, apologies, but I am. Uh, There is a bunch to get to today on the podcast and actually some good, interesting stuff. Maybe two storylines that are the most interesting tidbits for us to talk about in weeks, maybe since near the end of the season, since really Eichel spoke. Uh, at his end of season press conference. Um, we have rumors about Rasmus Ristelainen and the New Jersey devils from yesterday that we'll talk about. And we have these comments from Pierre Lebrun uh, on Jack Eichel and uh, what's going on with uh, the trade front with him. Um, so we'll get to all that. that. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at sneaky Joe sports. Jordan is at J.R. Hanskin. If you've been having problems getting our episodes on apple podcasts they're still having a little bit of issues there um with with the new episodes because they've been going over from they're making some technical change from the subscribe button is now the follow button and they like redid a bunch of stuff that's kind of messed everything up so if you're having problems getting us on apple Podcasts, you can get us on spotify the odyssey app stitcher there's a multitude of ways that you can do it um which is the heads up that you know i guess if you're listening to this you found us but maybe it's two days later. So if you you maybe go find another platform if you're having issues on that front. Um, let's get to the Eichel comments. So Pierre LeBrun, TSN and the Athletic, he says today that quote nobody said the Stanley Cup playoffs had to be over before Jack Eichel potentially gets moved. What I'm hearing is that conversations between the Buffalo Sabers and other interested teams are getting more intense and serious. Of course, the playoff point is right. The only teams they would not be able to make a deal with right now would be the New York Islanders, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Montreal Canadiens. None of those teams, I think, are all that likely to be able to land this deal. We've discussed the Islanders just theoretically uh, with Matthew Barzell, but they're in the conference finals. I don't see them making that big a swing for Eichel, so that's obvious, but before when when we read this this quote together before we started the getting more intense serious quote i think kind of perked your attention is okay maybe maybe the sabers are getting good offers right
0: that's what that's what i was thinking um that was my first instinct is okay the sabers are probably getting decent offers if it, if they're taking it very seriously immediately um the the flip side of that is that oh eichel is even more upset and angry than I even anticipated or you even anticipated in that he's just like, I am out, like I will not play for you anymore. Um but still the sabers hold all the, the keys to the car, they hold all, all the shit, whatever metaphor you want to use. Um and like I think that the sabers should only do this if if their offer is awesome. And if there's multiple suitors, that's another positive for the sabres. Because that means people are betting against each other. People are bidding against each other. And there's a likelihood that the Sabres are going to get a great deal. Um, I am okay with moving Jack Eichel, but they have to hit the deal. They have to get good young players. And if they don't do that, I think it's a failure Mm -hmm. at a couple really strong a plus pieces. I think it could be a boost to the franchise. To be honest, Eichel as one person can only do so much, but if you can get a group of great players, or that aren't as good as Eichel, but are still very good. That mm-hmm. can make the team better. Like, yeah, it, it's weird to think that way. But it, in hockey, that's just kind of how it goes. You see the teams that are in the playoffs now. Like, it's just like you have more good players than just one guy. One guy can't do it in not.
1: Yeah, I would, arg- I would argue the top five forwards in the NHL are all not in the, the semis. I mean, who's the best? Yeah. Who's the Who's the best forward among these four teams? Actually, maybe that's a bad question because Tampa's got a couple guys. Kucherov, Kucherov. But like the the, the point I wanted to make was McDavid is not in it, McKinnon is not in it, Matthews yeah. is not in it, Eichel is not in it. I mean, these elite young centers, superstars in the sport that are up and coming. Even Crosby is not in it. Uh, if you want to go to the older guard, Ovechkin. So it, you're right. You're making a good point that like, how did the Islanders get here? Not the way. Not the way the Sabres tried it with Eichel. How did the Canadiens get here? Not the way the Sabres have been trying it with Eichel. Vegas and Tampa, I mean, I want to give them more credit as, like, Mark Stone is an elite forward in the sport. I don't know if he's he's not to, you know, Matthews McDavid level, but he's awesome, and so is Kucherov and Stamkos. But, you know, it, I think the point remains. But the um,
0: Oilers are, like, the perfect example of the best players in the NHL, yeah. and they got swept by Winnipeg.
1: <laughs> right. Who then got like swept by Montreal. Good,
0: who's not good. <laughs> right. right. It's just like, I don't know. Like I think that I think it could be a surprising boost to the Sabres if they get the value that
1: mm. they deserve for Eichel. Yeah. So I think what we talked about last episode on like, what's the next thing going to be to happen? The the Eichel trade, the coach search, Reinhardt, Ristolainen, maybe this is the expansion draft. I think the odds on favorite now has got to be an Eichel trade, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that that boosted ahead of uh, coach um, at this point. Um, It might be better for the Sabres to have it that way. Um, So then the coach at least would know what – or at least it's better for the coaching candidates that they at least know what they're getting into. They'll know what exactly their team will be. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's probably more to follow. Do you think Eichel is the first name that gets moved?
1: I you mean of the Saber guys, of the Saber guys, yeah. Well, we'll get to Ristolainen in the back half because I think he could be the answer to this uh, if the Devils are serious about um, about wanting to to get him. And we'll talk about that later because th- they do strike me as a team that would want Ristolainen, and I'll tell I'll tell you why in a couple minutes. But before we do move off Eichel completely, do you have any sense of like who the favorite should be at this point? Because We've loved, me and you, and a lot of fans have loved the, the Kings idea. But from John Roven and Elliot Friedman, Roven, a Kings reporter, Friedman, of course, Sportsnet, they both are giving indications that the Kings are not in on Eichel. And then I guess the next team you would think of is the Rangers, but it sounds like the Sabres are standing. What, what do I want here? They are, why, why can't I think of the word here? They're holding um, firm. Yeah, they're holding firm. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word firm. They're holding firm on, if you're not going to give us Alexis Lafreniere, then we're going to go do business somewhere else. Like, you've got to give us your best young player. We're not going to settle for your third best guy. And the Rangers also, of these teams that might be interested, are 16th in the NHL draft. And I think that matters. Actually, Friedman said that yesterday in his 31 thoughts, that people around the league, and the Sabres are preparing as though the Sabres are going to have two picks in the top 10, that if they're going to pick one, and then keep an eye on Anaheim, who's picking third, Columbus, who's picking fifth, Detroit, who's picking sixth, LA, again, we mentioned they're probably not in it, but they're picking eighth. I mean, there's a lot of these teams at the top end of the draft, and if they want to give you their top prospect along with a higher pick than the Rangers are giving you, I don't know that I'd want to consider the Rangers the favorite. But if I don't consider the Rangers the favorite, who's the favorite to get Jack Eichel right now? I don't know if I have a good answer to that.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't either. Um that kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, I wanna uh, think first it's the Ducks. Off, I wanna say, yeah. And I first off I wanna say like good on Kevin Adams for mm-hmm. have finally having us have a GM that's like holding firm on like you give me the off on something. Like, I mean that's that's big. Like that that means a lot to me. To me, as like confidence in the management, I think the management, like the confidence of the management, has been pretty low. Yeah. Um, just overall with the last with the last couple guys and Kevin Adams, I don't think has done, he hasn't done anything to be like, oh, this guy, this guy's got something. But that's like at least a plus, you know, grandstanding or whatever. But if that's another reason why I think their deals might be. Pr- if he's willing to say like, if you don't give me LaFreniere, I'm not going to trade with you, he must have some decent offers coming from these other teams.
1: Yeah, I actually. So we did uh, what our. Do you, what do you think about that? We we did our yeah, we did our Red Wings analysis. Um, no, I, I think you're right though. I think that you you got to have him. I, I don't want to give him too much credit yet because the trade has not happened. You know, like I want to hope that that's going to follow. <laughs> right. Through. Yeah. But right, we'll see. Uh, Yesterday, we did our analysis of the Detroit Red Wings for an Eichel trade, and uh, my buddy Nolan Bianchi, who does Locked On Red Wings, got in my DMs, and he actually posted – he was actually asking about, like, Darlene trade hypotheticals. That's what they're doing over at Locked On Red Wings. They're trying to figure out ways to get Darlene right now. Um, And I'm like, man, I'd be stunned. Like, I I don't think – it would take – an astronomical ask for them to move off of Dahlien. I don't even think they're really considering it, but we did get to talking about Eichel because we did our episode in the Red Wings yesterday. And we arrived at a point where Nolan thought the Red Wings, or he would do it if he was the Red Wings trading Dylan Larkin and the sixth overall pick, which the Red Wings own. And that kind of might be the deal. I wonder if that's the deal that ends up happening. Like, I wonder if you can find one of these bad teams that might be really frustrated with the way things are going, similar to the Sabres are, and they see Eichel as an upgrade over one of their best players. And they go, okay, bad draft class, or at least not the best draft class that we've seen. This guy is r- relatively, or at least this much better than our star. So we're going to go do that. And I hope, th- I think that at this point is the best case scenario that you get a Larkin plus something, you get a Kachuk plus something you get uh, who's I mean, Anaheim in, in LA are different stories because their guys are not NHL studs, but I think um, I think I'm optimistic. I wasn't a week ago about what they would get back for Eichel. And I'm optimistic at this point, now that we're hearing about maybe top 10 picks being thrown around. And a lot of those teams in the top 10 have star level prospects. So Anaheim, I want to think is the favorite. If you maybe, if you pin me down right now, I think Anaheim is, has a lot of things going for them. They have cap space. They have, because they have Getzlov's contract finally off their books. They have the high-level prospects. They have Trevor Zegris at forward. They have Jamie Drysdale on the blue line. They have the third overall pick. And they're delusional into thinking that Jack (laughs) Eichel will make them a contender.
0: That's the key point. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I'm going to give us a future first. Like I want their next year's first, because I think they're going to stink.
1: Would you do it? Would you rather do Eichel for their third overall pick and their first next year than get any prospects? Oh,
0: no. I need prospect.
1: I need a person. You'd rather have the, you'd rather have Zgris than the third. Yes. I need a, I person. think I agree with that. I think Zgris yeah. is more valuable than third overall pick. He'd probably go third this year. He might go second. Maybe go first. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's my, I, I think you need a, you need a
1: player. You
0: okay. need somebody that might be close to ready, like,
1: close to ready to play. Right, because you do have to sell tickets too at the same time, right? Like, like I, I, <laughs> I think they do.
0: I think they're very concerned with that.
1: Just Eichel's, Eichel's not going to be on this team. Reinhardt's not going to be on this team. I mean, I say what I say about Ristolainen, but he's exciting to watch. Fans like to watch Ristolainen play. He's probably not going to be here. Uh, Owen Power might not even be here because he might be going back to Michigan. So you can't even sell him on, oh, come watch the first overall pick play.
0: In, in a weird way though, I think if they traded all those people, both the fans might be more excited
1: yeah it, i think you're right. i think especially i think the point you were trying to drive in at, at is, least
0: optimistic for the future
1: yeah and especially if like those kids are here playing like if Zegris is here or drysdale whoever right. that young guy they might get back is um all right i've got i've got a reinhardt they, they're not idea. gonna be
0: good this yeah. year but they they would be more fun
1: right that's right all right, I've got a Reinhardt trade idea when we come back, and I want to t- we got to talk more about Ristolainen and uh, this Devils rumor that's floating around out there. That's next in the Lockdown Sabers podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. If you have not tried a built bar yet, I strongly encourage you to do so. As somebody that did not eat protein bars because of the taste, and as somebody, am I a candy snob? Am I an aficionado? I don't know. I eat a lot not as much anymore growing up a lot of candy bars and I'm telling you built bar is a candy bar it's not it tastes like one though you have 18 amazing flavors to pick from including six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp if you go for the the coconut almond puff flavor that is my favorite. And I'm not even a coconut guy, but it's like eating a mallow cup. That's how good it is. Built Bars are also great for the healthy, conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. For example, the peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar and only 5 grams net carbs. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. A word for Bet Online the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine for these Sabre games. You could bet on the exact amount of. Of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts, remember to use the promo code. Locked on rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabers podcast with Joe DiBiasi and Jordan Hanskin. Talked a lot about Eichel in the first segment. The big news today from Pierre LeBrun is that the trade market for Eichel is heating up. That it's uh, it's intensified. I think was the word that uh, that 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 he used. Now this is a day after we saw. I mean, I, I wondered out loud on WGR in uh, in sports radio on what was yesterday Tuesday night. Monday night. Why can't I think of what day of the week it is? I'm all over the place today. My allergies are kicking up. I don't know what day of the week it is. Yesterday, I thought, Wednesday. Wednesday. Thank you. the The Ristolainen trade conversation might be the most talked about subject in sports Buffalo sports radio history, just because it's gone on for so long, and he's such a polarizing player. But I, my, my, my point for or my argument for the last few months has been it does no it no longer matters how valuable you think the player is it no longer matters if you want Ristolainen to be a important part of this team it's gonna end there is as close to a zero percent chance in my mind as anything that he would sign an extension with this team after for three four years in a row at least implying if not outright asking to be traded from this team. That guy's not staying. And you've got an expansion draft on the way where you're going to have to make a decision between 82 more games of Leiden and a potentially longer career of Will Borgen. And I mean, this is where you would want to move him anyway, because at the deadline, he just becomes rental. And here come the New Jersey Devils Lance Lysowski from the Buffalo News, Chad D. Deminis from Expected Buffalo, both had uh, the tweets yesterday that they had heard that the Devils are interested in Ristolainen and that they have been interested in Ristolainen for a long time. And the Devils, if you look at their roster construct, even though I've argued against Ristolainen being a top pair defenseman in the sport for a very long time, because I don't think he is one, I think he's a very good second line defenseman, second pair defenseman playing, you know, 18 to 19 minutes a night. Kind of similar to what we saw with Bogosian. Bogosian was overplayed with the Sabres. We all knew it. He goes to Toronto and Tampa playing limited third pair minutes. And oh, look, Bogosian doesn't isn't a sinkhole in your blue line anymore. Well, I think a similar type of descent from 25 minute first pair defenseman to 19 minute second pair defenseman could really benefit Ristolainen. But I don't think again there. I think there are a lot of GMs in the league that will still think he's better than that. And I think New Jersey could be that team. And they have a gaping hole on the right side of their blue line. Ryan Murray is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, he's left shot actually. So never mind. DeMond Severson is not a top pair defenseman on the right side. PK Subban would be the guy you think of, but he looks shot. I mean, he just looks like he can't move. He hasn't been able to skate since he got that major hip surgery a couple of years ago. And I think the devils would look at wrist line and think we could plug this guy in, in our top pair and he can, he could take up those minutes that, we were, that we're not so sure that Subban can play anymore. Now, if I'm the Sabres, I run to the phone and I do this. Um, now, then we haven't talked about Ristolainen for this. We've talked about Eichel and Reinhardt. But like at what, what, what are we getting back for Ristolainen at this point in his career with one year left on his deal? Um, they, have the, they have two first-round picks. Fourth overall, I'd be blown away if that was in any Ristolainen deal but it's fun to think about the sabers picking three times in the top 5. Uh they also have the 30th pick that the was the new york islanders that went over there in the the Kyle Paul Mary trade. So what do you think for Ristolainen? Do you think they can get, get they can squeeze 30 in a in a good prospect out of new jersey or would you want uh, a guy that could play right away? Do you think
0: really like I think 30 in a prospect <laughs> too much do you think that they but then again like i was looking at the deadline deals and like there are defensemen that are about equal to risk line and that got moved for pretty decent stuff right so i don't i i guess i don't know the value it all just comes down to if like do you believe in analytics or not like, That's just how i feel about it a plane's flying above me um but uh <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> do maybe maybe it's risto going to new jersey um but it's uh
1: They got like,
0: do do they like, do they believe in old school hockey where Risto line is probably an angel or do they think that, uh, or do they think that the numbers are the right move in that case? Like that's probably like more than half the team. So I think you have to try to just pry whatever you can on New Jersey. Um, I would trade him for a second to be honest. Like I'd be okay with that. Like he's not going to be, he's going to leave anyway. He's going to like, he's going to be out soon anyway. So mm-hmm. you might as well just get what you can. Um, But yeah, I'd love a, th- a 30 and a prospect. Um, yeah. Cause 30, if you don't like the players, you could always just trade that for something else. Like you just, you have a lot more flexibility with all these picks. It's kind of like where we were at after Darcy stocks, like stockpiled them up is like, mm-hmm. you could actually turn those into people yeah. and you could do a lot of stuff with it.
1: Um, what do we, what do we got to do yeah. to get four? Cause I, I want I want the top four. There's picks no way! There, I want the top four no picks. Way. What what do we have to give with Ristolainen to get four overall? Middle stack. I
0: want David. I want David. Goddamn Putney because I want him. Draft day? <laughs> anyone?
1: I know it. Um, because I I'm, I'm envisioning a, a, an insane scenario in my head where the Sabers have the first four <laughs> picks in the NHL draft. that and sweet. They have their first pick. They trade Reinhardt straight up to Seattle for the second overall pick. And then three comes back in an Eichel deal. And then somehow they package Ristolainen with something else to get New Jersey's fourth overall pick.
0: Yeah, that's wild. Um, They could. Though, I mean, they, there is, they, there, is they, there is hypothetically they could do that. But would you want to do that for this year's draft? I, think I mean, it makes that, this year's draft better. Like, It
1: makes it more comfortable. It's like, oh, we have all these guys now. Two yeah. are probably going to pan out. No, right. The odds of one of them being a superstar (laughs) dramatically increase. Um, And I wonder if this draft class isn't getting enough credit because there's no generational guy, because I
0: think that's the, I think I've been thinking that too. Yeah. And like, even if they trade for like mid tier, like is, is there any knowledge that it's like, not like deep? Like, is there any suggestion that it's not deep? I haven't heard that. I think it is deep. Yeah. I've heard that it is deep. Whereas like, like some of these drafts, there's like great, there's a great player or there's a great couple players. And then the rest of it's like ah. Eh. Right. Whereas like this one, I've I've kind of heard that there's like all these guys are like pretty solid players. I have not heard like I've not heard like uber criticism of Owen Power, or uh, I'm gonna mess up his name again, the Michigan, the other Michigan. Kid, I'm gonna veneers, yeah. Like I, I've heard like they're like very solid, like great prospects. They're just not McDavid. which is, you know, kind of unfair to them that there's like so much negative when it's like, it's not, no, everybody can't be McDavid or Michael
1: or McKay. Well, they, they could have just a sheer volume of picks. I mean, how many first round picks could they, could they reasonably get? I brought up that Columbus hypothetical the other day where Philadelphia sends the Blue Jackets, their first round pick for Seth Jones, which I think is a very like, not a likely outcome, but a very possible outcome. Um, so Columbus would then have four first round picks, five, 14, 24 and 31. If you trade Ristol in for 30, and I like this Reinhardt for number two, overall idea. He wants to be out West. He wants to be close to his home in Vancouver. Other than playing for the Canucks, it's you're not going to get much closer than Seattle. Um, the Kraken might want, instead of bringing in a, a guy like Beniers who's probably going back to Michigan, and that's like, okay, well, we're hopeful he's going to turn into a star player. Reinhardt, I mean, they might take Beneers being a Reinhardt-level player. And I'm not sure the Sabres would get a pick that high back for him. So maybe the, 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 the stronger question is, would that be a good deal for the Sabres than it is for Seattle? But let's just throw that hypothetical out there. Reinhardt for two, you're getting four first-round picks in an Eichel deal. And you're getting 30 back for Ristolainen from the Devils. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could have as many as six or seven first round picks in this, in this first round, which would be wild. (laughs)
0: That sounds, that sounds great.
1: Yeah. Uh, Would you
0: do right here for two, by the way? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You would do it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. If he doesn't want to be
0: here, like you might, it's, it's kind of like Eichel, like, give me, give me the, the idea that I could have like reset with the same level of, talent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like reset with the same same type of players. Uh that's why I love like the Kings one is like, okay, we get we're getting at least like 19 year old second over second overall pick for the one that doesn't want to be here anymore. So I would I would be
1: down with that. I bet the Kings are playing hardball. I can't believe they're not in on nickel at all. I think the Kings gotta know they have the most to offer. And that the Sabres also know that they have the most to offer and they 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 want the Sabres to lower their asking price. I I, I think I don't, I don't be the case. want that. I know, yeah. I don't want that either, but I think if I'm the but Kings, there's no I... way
0: we're going to though, because we have all the we have a bunch right. of suitors. So there's no way I don't think the I think I think the Kings are either they're playing hardball and they're they have to really come to grips with are they as delusional as we think they are? Mm-hmm. Um not as delusional as Anaheim.
1: No, it, I mean well, maybe they want to stop I it.
0: Eichel, I don't think Eichel makes the
1: Kings. No, they they don't become. They got
0: old. Like, their guys are old now.
1: Yeah, they got old fast. Um, <laughs> Kopitar's 33. Dowdy's 31. Dowdy's shot, though. Dowdy's shot. I, he, has, he has the worst contract in hockey. He's 31 years old, and he has seven years left at $11 million a year. I mean, I
0: think all these teams that are trying to trade for Eichel, all these teams that are like bad, that think that like their their problems are going to be solved by Eichel, like he, the guy can only do so much. And I kind of feel bad for him because he's not going to go to the contender that he wants to go. Right,
1: to. right. What's the what's the best case scenario <laughs> for Eichel at this point? I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to any good teams.
0: <laughs> he's gonna go he to going to go to Detroit or something. It's going to stink.
1: Yeah, I you know what? If yeah, I'm Michael, I, I might take Detroit at this point. I know they've been bad. But I'd just be like, all right, well, have, at least here... gonna trust got, the management. Right. Yeah, you have, you have somebody that. that's,
0: like, smart that's proven that he can succeed.
1: Yeah. The so docs would be a disaster
0: for him. That would be so bad. I might rather be here. Brass is always greener, huh?
1: Actually, I don't know about that. But I would rather be here or Anaheim? But at least the Sabres got to know they're not going to be good. <laughs> if Anaheim thinks they're good and they... <laughs> they I think not. the
0: Sabres are definitely more self-aware than the teams that are trying to trade for Eichel. Yeah, I think the I think Sabres so. understand that they've messed it up and they need to fix it. These other teams are like, they're like aid. time for a band aid. Yep. We, we, All we,
1: right.
0: we <laughs> yeah, what a, what, what a wild time.
1: I know. Well, we'll see what happens first. I know like we, we mentioned it earlier, maybe Bristol are into New Jersey uh, could happen before an uncle deal, but I've got to believe it's one of those two things. Um, but again, strong indications that Granado is going to be the head coach. I mean, they really could do that at any moment, but it would just feel like weird timing if they hire Granato and then days later they trade Eichel. Um, they might not want to do that just for even PR reasons, just to not make it look like at all that, well, Eichel left because he didn't disagree with your coach search. I think most would would know that that's not the case, but I don't know. Just just thinking. All right, well, that's going to do it for us today on the podcast. I, I thought of another movie, by the way, that we can review. I don't know if we, we want to do that yet because we've got a lot of big stuff on the way for the Sabres. Um, have you ever seen Most Valuable Primate? Yes, the the movie with the chimpanzee that plays hockey. I, I, yes, I have. I have not. Unfortunately, seen this movie. unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yes. All right, I have not seen this movie, so this is going to be one that we review for sure. Um, I need. I need.
0: The I need the third one. You have to watch the third one where they're in a prep school. Wait, there's it three is of them. The funniest. There are three of them. Really. Number oh 2 God. is usually like the Uber Fanfave.
1: fave. Mm. Um, they
0: they play Iceland in the World Cup of Junior Hockey.
1: <laughs> Why is Iceland always in these these, these And Iceland
0: movies? believe it or not Iceland is villainous. <laughs>
1: mm, of course <laughs> they are scary.
0: <laughs> um, but I think we have to do the trilogy. I think that's the MVP tr- trilogy. trilogy. No, not the MVP one, the Mighty Ducks
1: one. Oh, the Mighty Ducks one. Well, maybe the Mighty we'll have Ducks to do both. I
0: think you like like have to
1: see the Mighty Ducks movies. And you don't think that's the case with most valuable primate? I, I don't. I, I think it will be a more fun, funny watch. What do we think that got on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Most valuable primate? Yeah. 27.
1: Tomato meter, 20%. Audience score, 40%. That seems like oh, The audience right. loves it. The audience yeah. loves it. All right. Well, well, we'll we'll get to that. But we're not <laughs> quite there yet. Because uh, we've got, we, if, if, if an Eichel trade happens, like, I don't know. We're we're kind of all over the place in the summer recording this, but I think we're gonna get back to recording mornings a little bit more. But like, if we record an episode at like ten o'clock in the morning, and then Eichel gets traded, and somebody on their drive home from work is like, go turning into our podcast, like, oh my god, I want reaction to this to this Eichel trade, and they're just hearing us d- d- to break down a movie where a chimpanzee plays hockey. I mean. <laughs> That would not be great, but yeah. (laughs) But anyways, all right. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to all that stuff. So follow us on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan is at J.R. Hanskin. uh, And we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked on Sabres podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.